<laughs> Hello, everybody. This is the Daily Wrestling News for November 23rd, 2020. I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful Treasure Coast of the Sunshine State. My name is Ryan Joy, and let me introduce to you now my co-host. Like me, he owns a pro wrestling website. Like me, he hosts a pro wrestling podcast. Unlike me, he thinks Buddy Murphy's Leaping Knee is superior to Kenny Omega's Beach <laughs> And also unlike me, he lives in New Jersey and has never lived in North Carolina. Yeah. He is. Alfred. Call him Al. Carl. Hey, thank Al. you so much. Thank you so much for having me. If I can call you Betty, then Betty, you can call me Al. Uh, thanks for having me on, Ryan. I'm very glad to be here. Episode one. Congratulations to you. Uh, you're all, I think, what is it? What was the movie with, uh, I don't know, you're all grown up and you're all grown up and you're all grown up, as Vince Vaughn would say in that movie, whatever the movie was called. I can't remember. Yes. Thank anyway. you, sir, for being here for uh, episode one. Do you have your morning cup of joy? Uh, I got my pot brewing right now, Ryan. It's going to be done uh, momentarily here. So I'm, I'm ready to go. Got a fresh pot for this. Let's talk some wrestling. All right. Well, well, uh, well. Al's cup is is percolating here. Let me run through today's uh, today's top stories here. We're going to start with Survivor Series, uh, and then we're going to pivot into talking about the major shows that are coming up in the month of December. There's a whole bunch. Uh, we have a couple of news items. We have morning trivia toward the end of the show. Then we're going to pay the bills and get out of here and try to do that in about thirty minutes. So, uh, with all that said, let's get things underway. All right, so last night we had Survivor Series from WWE, one of their big four pay-per-views. Um, Al, what did you think of the show? I, I loved it. I was excited for this. As you saw, you know, as you saw on, uh, you know, the Saturday special, the Survivor Series special that we did on the Essential Wrestling Podcast, I love the Survivor Series. I love the brand warfare now. Every you know, the past five years um, at this event has just been great. I know this year they kind of maybe ducked away from it a little bit. They were just trying to do who's the best of the best. Wasn't really necessarily towards Raw versus SmackDown. Um, I had fun with it. I thought it was great matchups. I thought the Street Profits and the New Day was a great matchup. I thought Sammy and Lashley was a very interesting matchup. Roman and Drew was a great matchup. Um, I thought the Survivor Series teams, both, all four teams, both matches were, were great. I, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun last night. Um, I was excited all day for it, and I, I had a lot of fun. That was great. Yeah, you know, the thing that, that Al, Al and I do with, with others on the uh, Pro Wrestling Pick'em website, you know, picking, trying to pick the winners and predict the winners with your friends really adds to the Survivor Series, um, maybe even more than some other shows. So um, that, that aspect really got me excited for it on Saturday. Um, and then the matches, yeah, you know, I went into Survivor Series a little bit down on the event. I think, you know, I, I was one of those people that felt, um, you know, there's nothing at stake, you know, there's, you know, you're just a bunch of matches and, and potentially you're going to be beating all your champions and like, what does it really do? Um, but I was actually pleasantly surprised. Um, I was really fearful in the Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre match that we would have some sort of, um, crap finish. And there was some interference and stuff, but, mm -hmm. but still the match overall, I thought, you know, it was somewhat definitive and a good match and, the, you know, my guy lost. I thought for sure Drew would, with his big sword, would beat Roman, but it didn't happen. So, um, let's run down through the card. Uh, you know, the Miz won the dual brand Bell Royal. He 
eliminated Dominic Mysterio. We thought, you know, for, we thought Dominic had the had the match, but there again, yet Miz wasn't eliminated. So uh, in about twelve minutes on the pre-show, uh, Raw takes Raw strikes first. Anything out of that battle royal that uh, Al? Yeah, like I said, my pick, uh, a lot of everybody's picks, I think the two favorites were going into this because we kind of went in blind, right? So, I mean, I, Lars Sullivan was the first person to come to my mind. He wasn't in it. Um, a lot of people on ProWrestlingPickem.com, they were big on Big E, um, and he yep. wasn't there as well. Uh, so I kind of went uh, with our senior UK uh, correspondent, Gary Mahethi, overseas. He went with the bold pick with Dominic Mysterio. So I was actually trying to you know, pull for Gary on that one, but The Miz – he wasn't eliminated. He rolled back in before he was uh, kicked back out again, uh, took a nap for about a minute and let uh, Chad Gable and Dominic Mysterio um, kind of do their thing at the end before he jumped in and got the win. But, yeah, that, it's uh, more you know, the end, that that was surprising. Jeff Hardy with a good showing. He was in the Final Four. Great showing by Chad Gable. Uh, glad to see him back. You know, when when it first happened that I saw, okay, the Miz, the Miz has got this thing won, I'm like, man, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But then what it what it allowed WWE for the whole rest of the show is to have this foreboding presence of The Miz as we head into the last match of like, don't forget, he won the dual brand battle royal earlier and he's still here. He might cash in. So, um, so it kind of added to that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kicked off with The Men's raw survivor series or the men's survivor series elimination match um i think a lot of people probably had this towards the back end of the cards and it was the curtain jerker um and team raw uh of course my pick my pick number one pick on raw was sheamus and you know i wanted him to survive and of course he did along with everybody else on the team yeah um, poor smackdown uh, i think jay uso is going to have some issues with roman going forward yeah, Roman gave an earful for not winning that match. I mean, he was down five on one, but I mean, that was, yeah, I don't want to say that was unfair for Roman, but that's just, you know, when you, that's, I guess that's the lineage, that's the, that's the, the, the height that he has his family at. That's where he wants to level. It's a high level. Jay Uso, um, as I was explaining last night, you know, during the show, like if SmackDown ever had a chance, it was going to be Jay Uso winning that match. Um, just because, you know, like I said, Roman holds him to a high standard, and that was what I was trying to say. But yeah, for the first time, in uh, six years, seven years, whatever it was, since 2014, uh, we had a full team survive. And uh, a fun little fact, even with that uh, last night, that match, uh, not only did all five members survive, they each had one elimination. They each pulled their own weight evenly. So I thought that was a nice little touch. AJ got them together. AJ, you know, yeah. he did his job as the, the self-acclaimed captain. Self-acclaimed. Yeah, and to me, it's like Drew McIntyre now has five credible challengers, five people that have yeah. Uh, you know, a gripe with him that could actually have a title match and it would make sense. So we'll see, you know, maybe something like that will happen. Um, the Street Profits and the New Day, you alluded to that match. Uh, it was a great match. Street Profits win with a what I'm calling a doomsday blockbuster uh, in 14 minutes. Uh, real good match. It was kind of, a, you know, the old class, old school versus the new school with uh, with those two teams. Um, and then yeah, we're on the same page here as my notes right there. Doomsday. Uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and we, we transitioned Bobby Lashley defeated Sammy Zayn using the hurt lock full Nelson submission in seven, seven minutes, almost eight. I thought, you know, John Smith said on our, our survivor series show, this was going to be a squash match. And it was in fact the shortest match on the card. Yeah. Um, but you know, Sammy Zayn did enough of his running around, uh, you know, like a chicken 
type uh, heel. <laughs> so he kept things moving along. Um, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? Are we going to see I, a return? I, I'm watching the match with John, and uh, like you gave it 90 seconds, right? I'm like, yeah, he's been running around for two minutes. He's screwing me. He's making me look stupid right now. <laughs> right. If you take the in-ring content, at, uh, you know, the out-of-the-ring running around yeah. uh, content away, John might have been right. It would have been a, a less than a two-minute match. Yeah, Sammy, uh, Sammy said he's he was going to try to outsmart Bobby Lashley, and his game plan was uh, to get Lashley disqualified, to win by disqualification, and he just nothing happened. He was trying to go to uh, the hurt business and the punching him. Uh, he tried to you know he sell a trip. <laughs> they said the MVP tripped them, trying to get DQ that way. Uh, is it, it wasn't the most solid game plan on Sammy's behalf, and it didn't work obviously. So it just didn't. Maybe next time. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Banks got a big victory over Asuka. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of the times the storyline with Asuka is uh, that she is this thorn in people's sides. Remember the year started with Becky Lynch had this vendetta with Asuka that she's the one person I couldn't be. Yep. Such and such. Sasha Banks is really entering this match in the same way because she she had never beaten Asuka without the help of Bailey. Yep. So. As we got toward the end of the match, I'm seeing submission moves. I'm like, neither one of these women are sub submitting. And it ended up being a roll-up. Sasha Banks got her got her win 13 minutes. Yeah, as I mentioned on the Survivor Series special, you know, Asuka's never going to tap again. She tapped the one time for Charlotte. Um, Sasha needed to out-wrestle her, and she did that. So that was, a, that was a great job by Sasha. It was a huge win. Absolutely huge win for Sasha Banks. Yes. Now, I know I'm not alone in my predicting of Lana being the sole survivor for the women's Raw team, but she was, in fact, the sole survivor. Um, and she didn't lift much more than a finger to be that sole survivor. Uh, in 23 minutes, it was the second longest match on the card. She did not go through a table. She's the sole survivor. Does that mean, is Lana ready for Asuka? She wasn't the last time. <laughs> you know, yeah, but last night, Lana was the best. Lana was number one last night. She uh, she got in the ring for a hot second. Um, they, they tagged her out right away. Anaya was, stand on those stairs. Do not move. And, and Lana listened, and that's what happens when you listen. You, 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 you're yeah. told. And Nia Jax should uh, take a coaching role, I think, from here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bianca Belair just missed that 10 count, too. That could have came down. Uh, to a one-on-one -on -one with Bay uh, that's how I had it coming down to. Um, I had Lana there at the end as well. I just had her in the ring at the same time with Bianca Belair, and I didn't know how Lana was going to get out of that. But yeah, that's there you yeah, go. Uh, okay, so Roman Reigns in the final match we we talked about earlier, he he defeated Drew McIntyre with a low blow super kick from Jey Uso guillotine pass out finish in twenty four fifty four. That was the only <laughs> match on the card. A uh, real good match between the two of them. I don't think that that business is done, although it has to be put on hold if we respect the the brand exclusivity. So, um, any any additional ads on that? Uh, that match, like I said, as I as I said, that was a must win for Roman. Like I said, he as I was saying with Jey Uso and why he went off on Jey Uso like he did. Uh, he holds himself and he holds that family. And that position at the head of the table, he holds that very, very seriously. That, that was a must-win match for Roman Reigns. So it would be a by hook or crook. Um, he needed that match. If he lost that match, that uh, this whole head of the table thing, uh, it just all gets out the window. And if they're trying to build him to be this this unbeatable force, and and they should, 
Uh, he, he had to win that match. That was, that was must win for Roman, and, and he came through. So that was good. He got it. He's head of the table. Uh, the rumors can now start. Um, whether or not uh, a certain Dwayne Johnson shows up later later on to, to have a WrestleMania, the rumors will be out there. Um, who knows if anything like that will happen. Yeah, uh, and I'm actually going to start those rumors because I'm going to be this week, uh, my big project for the Eastern Observer um, I'm going to be writing my way too early WrestleMania card. Um, and at the top of my list is Roman Reigns versus The Rock. That just has to happen. So I will start those rumors. Is this a – okay, so so is there a stipulation to your match? Is it the, uh, the head of the table tables match or is it – Head of the tables match? <laughs> no, I don't have any stipulations. I'm sure it will be uh, end up being a no DQ, whatever. They're just going to – yeah, but I, it's – you can go a couple ways. I mean, that's just the first thing. If he's going to bring his family into this, yeah. you know, there is actually one person bigger than Roman Reigns in that family, and that is Rocky. So that's yeah, um, and, kind uh, of thing it would lead into that. Jimmy Uso was in attendance last night. Uh, yeah. So was Rikishi. Um, Rikishi didn't show during the Roman Reigns build up really too much, except on the pre-show he was talking with Jay. So uh, it's a it's a serious family to be sitting at the head of. So. Yep. We'll see where we'll see where we go from there, and then the show concludes um, with the final farewell. Speculation going in on our part on Saturday, also around the internet and everywhere, was: Is this an angle, or is this goodbye? And the Undertaker came out and he said, "For 30 years, he's been making the slow walk to the ring. He's been burying souls, and tonight it's time for the Undertaker to rest." in peace yep. takes a knee as he always does with his iconic pose and there thunderdome technology allows paul bear to hold the urn up as uh undertaker then makes his walk out of the arena and yep. it certainly feels like his final farewell no no messy business there no like i said i i had it i would have bet and i, I would have lost a lot of money that bray wyatt was going to be sticking his fingers down the undertaker's throat during that and it wasn't meant to be so uh then then they did it correctly then the right way and then the next time we see him will be in a tuxedo in front of a podium accepting his uh hall of fame induction yes to uh to the undertaker thank you for 30 great years yeah. i mean that was yeah. absolutely there's, there's never going to be anything like that ever again. I think, you know, who, who's next? The Miz? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, so that gets us through Survivor Series. Uh, we don't have anything uh, in terms of WWE programming advertised for the week. So uh, so we won't get into that at all. Uh, most most weeks we won't do a big long run through of a show, but Survivor Series is a major show, so it made sense for us to to cover that. Um, we're going to pivot now and get into some news items. Or actually, we're going to go through the December the December look uh, look ahead. Right. So, um, ROH announced last week that they are doing the final battle pay per view. It'll be on December eighteenth. And later in the week, Kevin Eck in his column said, the big news is that every single ROH title will be on the line. Wow. Um, this, is, this is interesting because two, two things. It'll be a close set. It'll uh, be in Baltimore at, their, at their, uh, the same place they're doing television now. Uh, Roosh and Dragon Lee have been 
have not been seen since the start, since ROH restarted. So they will be there unless there are some unforeseen complications to defend the world title and the TV title. Nexus Squad, which is Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horace, they will defend the six-man championships. They've also not been seen since the restart. Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham will be defending the tag team titles. And, of course, Jonathan Gresham has to do double duty. He has to defend the pure title as well. Yeah, so, when you said that, every title was on the line. That was the first thing that came to mind. I'm like, Gresham's going to have a busy night. <laughs> yes, and and those pure matches are – those are good matches, and they're – you know, I hope he does that one second because he's not going to be left in very good condition for his tag match, regardless of who his opponent is. He's going to get stretched out for sure. Um, I'm excited they're doing this. Uh, I was a little worried about whether or not ROH was going to have a big show this year, um, but they are, in fact, going to have this pay-per-view. I think it's a really important thing for them to do. I was in attendance at last year's final battle. It was on Friday, December 13th, and the French Frankenstein PCO won the world title. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you said this is on December 18th, right? That's on a Friday night? It is a Friday night, yep. Okay, so I just want to make sure Joey Jarzanga, if our producer is watching, December 18th is a Friday. <laughs> yes, we had a uh, we have a team meeting on the <laughs> night. <laughs> um, and that's not the only big show that weekend. WWE also announced TLC. That'll be December 20th. Uh, that's their final pay-per-view of the year. They'll put a big uh, bow on their year as we head into January, which is Royal Rumble and what they say is WrestleMania season. So, um, yep. so that's the final pay-per-view there. Impact has final resolution on December 12th. So that's another big show. Then we have a really busy first week. December 2nd, Dynamite, winter is coming. That's where we have John Moxley facing Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championships. Um, I'm sure more matches will be announced for that, that television show. And then the big one that was announced last Wednesday, I can't do William Regal's voice justice, but just imagine <laughs> it's him saying, War Games! War Games! Yeah, I'm excited for that. I've been waiting for that one. Yes, December 6th. Well, things that we know so far is that Undisputed Era is going to be facing Pat McAfee and crew, uh, Pete Dunne, Tony Lorcan, Danny Birch. And we also uh, know that Shotzi and crew are going to be facing Candice LeRae and crew. Uh, the match, the full lineup of that match hasn't really been announced yet. We just presume that it's going to be Candice, Dakota, Kel, and Indy versus Shotzi, probably Ember Moon, Tony Storm, and somebody else. Yep. So... Um, so that is your December. It's pretty busy. And and, and one more, Ryan. I think we, I know we missed we missed this on people. I forgot to say the most important show, at least for us, uh, the relaunch of the North American Wrestling Alliance. They're going to be doing Jingle Brawl on uh, January nineteenth. If I'm if I'm correct, right? Is that Saturday uh, down in uh, Daytona, right? Yeah, and we're going to have full coverage of Jingle Brawl on this show and on the. Uh, Essential Wrestling Podcast, and while we're talking about it, why don't I just bring up the uh, bring up the graphic here, Al? You're going to be hosting this show with Amber Nova. Yeah, uh, Amber Nova and uh, the Godfather of Pro Wrestling, uh, Tony Capone. He is the owner of the NAWA. Uh, he uh, he's relaunching this brand, uh, and he's going to be on our show with uh, his uh, his his young bright star Amber Nova. His one of his top draws. 
Um, they're going to be joining us, like I said, on December 6th. Um, they're going to be our guest pickers for Impact's uh, final resolution. Um, Amber did uh, wrestle with Impact um, a couple years ago. She was with NXT as well. If you go on the WWE Network, uh, she has two matches under her belt in NXT. So um, she, she's been around. She's known, and we are excited to have her and Mr. Capone on our show. And I'm excited to be having Tony on the show Wednesday, actually. So, <laughs> so that we have a, a full new show today. We're going to have a full new show tomorrow with a different guest host uh, that you'll perhaps recognize. And then on Wednesday, we have, uh, we have Tony Capone coming on to talk about uh, the North American Wrestling Alliance and their, their show, Jingle Brawl. So uh, stay tuned for that on Wednesday. Please come back and, and watch us. Okay, so that's uh, that's your December shows. Let's move now into uh, some news. WWE released a documentary on Lana last uh, yesterday. It played right before Survivor Series went on the air. And the reason I think that this is newsworthy is that there was a segment during that documentary where Lana talked about uh, social media abuse that she's received. Um, you know, people coming on and wishing her harm and, you know, saying that she should be fired and things like that and how that impacted her. Shortly after it aired, or even before Liv Morgan took to Twitter, she posted the clip and then she got backed up by Simone Johnson, Sir Pentico, Randy Rhodes, Big Swole, Ryan Satin, all showing support. And I think I just wanted to say, you know, wrestling fans are tough. We're, you know, yeah. we're all a tough crowd. Um, I encourage everybody to, to remember that they're there to entertain us and they have, you know, their livelihood, they have feelings, believe it or not. And when you put stuff out there, just consider whether or not you're being, you're being too critical on a public forum. Um, and don't, don't cross the line by, by degrading them and wishing them harm. I mean, that's basic human stuff and, you know, we don't need to be, we don't need to be doing that. We should build our community up uh, and bring more people into it and not try to exclude people. Yeah, it's everyone's tough in front of the keyboard, you know. That's yeah, yeah. So uh, with that, go watch the Lana documentary. Get yourself some perspective. It's it's there for free on. Uh, it's one of their chronicles on the WWE Network, so you can pick that up for free. Uh, and then when you finish watching those, if you get that done before 2021 comes around, WWE also announced a new line of documentaries that are coming to the network in 2021. They've announced Rob Van Dam. Beth Phoenix, Yokozuna, the British Bulldog, and Lex Luger. Those are some hefty topics, and I'm not saying that because Yoko's halfway through the list. It's just, that's that's a that's a good lineup. You know, we haven't seen a lot of um, WWE programming about any of these characters, so I'm kind of excited to, to see them run through, talk about the career of the British Bulldog. Who, yeah there for majority of the first 10, 15 years I was watching wrestling and others. One, anybody on that list that uh, piques your interest? Yeah, well, the, the Bulldog definitely does, especially since he was supposed to be uh, in this past year's Hall of Fame class, uh, I believe, right? Bulldog was involved. And then they said uh, RVD, he, he didn't throw it out there. He, Rob Van Dam has a very good relationship with WWE, and he said they were going to be working on some stuff together uh, when he left Impact. And the, and the timing of this ride, I, I, I can't help but just get excited that we might get Rob Van Dam in the Royal Rumble. It's possible. Uh, and then, of course, 
you know, Lex Luger, he's had a very weird career, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of stance they, they put on that. Um, Beth Phoenix, you know, she's everybody, every little girl's hero, so I think that's probably yeah. a story there. So good things to look forward to from WWE in 2021. Um, and since we are a news show, I'm not going to shy away from some of the rougher aspects of the business. So I'm just going to write uh, read here. F4W Online reports that WWE settled a $39 million class action lawsuit with the City of Warren, Michigan Police and Retirement Fund, also known as their pension fund. Essentially, the fund filed a claim in March alleging that WWE executives deceived the investing public regarding their Saudi Arabia deal, which artificially inflated the stock. So... Um, all that's coming to close. WWE settling $39 million. That's probably the biggest settlement. It's bigger than the Owen Hart settlement, just to mm-hmm. give you some perspective. Um, kind of a big deal. Um, the Saudi Arabia deal was a huge deal, and their their negotiations in the Middle East, didn't they didn't close those uh, on their schedule, and the investing public felt that they were misled about that. Um, so WWE did, did settle with them. They felt it was the right thing to do to close the issue. And so hopefully we can all move forward from there. Uh, anything on that, Al? It's just, you know, that's the news. That and uh, Liv Morgan got an elimination in the Survivor Series yesterday, so I am ecstatic about that. Jersey girl, there you go. <laughs> all right, so. She eliminated Lacey yeah. That's news to me. That's the, most, that's the most important thing that came out of Liv Morgan got an elimination. She took out Lacey Evans. There you have it. So uh, that is the that is the daily wrestling news for today. But we are not finished. We've still got a little bit of time left, and we're going to do some trivia. This is the morning show, so we're going to do silly segments like this. We're going to do some trivia. Maybe one day we'll do a cooking show. I can probably tell you how to make toast and Pop-Tarts. So uh, awesome. maybe we'll have that segment. <laughs> uh, so, Al, you're, you are uh, trivia person number one. Just to let you know, let me explain the rules. You're going to get five questions. A simple majority correct gets you a W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. So are you ready? I, I'm ready to roll, Ryan. My groin is low. Your topic, your topic today is the 1988 Survivor Series. Tomorrow is the anniversary. The 1988 Survivor Series was Survivor Series number two, and it returned yeah. the same venue that hosted the original event in 1987. Yes. Name the state that hosted this event. Was it A, New Jersey, B, New York, C, Ohio, or D, Pennsylvania? It was the Richfield Coliseum in Ohio. Very good. The Richfield Coliseum was the main arena for Northeast Ohio until 1994 when it was replaced by the Gund Arena. Coliseum stood vacant for five years before it was purchased and demolished in 1999. The site of the building was converted into a meadow and is now part of Cayuga Valley National Park. Uh, So you can visit the National Park and walk over the the place where both Survivor Series number one and two took place without even paying any admission. So (laughs) take a tour of the (laughs) That's really that that, I thought that question was a little hard. So I'm so I'm glad you're yeah, I mean, you were Johnny on the spot. Commentary team for the 1988 Survivor Series was a two-man team. Who were they? 
it's it's Dietrich. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my the Dietrich. My guess is going to be Gorilla and Jesse Ventura. I I, I want to say Jesse is definite. I I can't remember because because they had two teams back then. They had it was it was Vince and Ventura did the Saturday show, and then Gorilla and Heenan did the Sunday show. But I'm sure Heenan was managing, so I'm assuming it was Ventura. I I think Gorilla did all the shows of Ventura on the pay per views. I think they did the the split. I don't think Vince did it. So you, so you are correct. It is Jesse and Gorilla. Yeah. Okay. For bonus, was it was it Jesse the body, Ventura? Yeah, yeah. He was he wasn't the governor yet. No, he wasn't the governor until like ninety nine. He was the governor. Well, Gorilla Monsoon did inter, did introduce him as Jesse the Pilgrim Ventura. So. Wow, did he really? I didn't know that. I don't. Yeah. All right, number three, and this one I think is hard unless you've watched it recently. The Ultimate Warrior was the sole survivor in the opening contest. He defeated Greg Valentine for the final elimination. What finishing move did he use to put away the hammer? And here yeah. are multiple guests. Was it a clothesline? Was it a double axe handle? Was it the gorilla press slam? Or was it a splash? Uh, yeah, I, it's, you know what? I'm sure he did the the gorilla slam. The his finishing move. I don't. Maybe he didn't end the match with that. Like when you say, I think this is a trick question because the worst finisher was the gorilla press into the splash. But he also used a, a shoulder block. That was my first guess, and that wasn't an option. So I guess I'll just go with the clothesline on the hammer. We'll do a clothesline. It was the double axe handle. The double axe handle. Gotcha. I watched that match uh, yesterday, and I was like, that's the most random finish I've ever seen in my life. Um, it wasn't even off the top rope or the middle rope. It was just, just wow. Double axe handle. Okay, so the Ultimate Warrior was the sole survivor in the first match. Both members of the Mega Powers survived in the main event. Yes. But how many total matches were on the 1988 Survivor Series card? Uh, there was four. You are correct. Very small number of matches by today's standard. Two and a half but, hour show, four yep. matches. Very but big. that tag team match, because I, I, I had to look it up, because I, I did on the Essential Wrestling Podcast, I mentioned that tag team match, the 10 on 10, and I had the graphic. Um, that was like a forty-five minute match, though. Like, it was very long. long, so like you definitely, yep, you're in. And this last question, well, just to re recap here, you got question one correct, you got question two correct, you got question three wrong, question yep. four correct. So you've guaranteed yourself the Goldberg Oscar Award today. But let's make sure this last one—it's a layup, or it could be a layup. Could you know, be, yeah. It's a good trick. Name Hulk Hogan's Four Commandments. There's four? There was three for a long time. Yeah, I know. I don't remember the four. You say your prayers, take your vitamins. Owen Hart's – see, I'm saying drink your milk, but that's Owen Hart when he was the blue player. <laughs> uh, I, I, you got me. Say your prayers and take your vitamins. The only two I can think of. You got me. Yeah, yeah this is not – Training, the prayers, the vitamins, and the fourth is believing in yourself. Believe in yourself. Sound like Hogan. And I, I believe so. It, so it, in, in going with the theme, 1988, he did not have believing in yourself. That was introduced during his earthquake feud. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So uh, with that, you get the Goldberg Os uh, Goldberg Oscar Award. So here you go. <laughs> Love it. All right, so let's uh, let's pay the bills and get the heck out of here. So this uh, this Tuesday we have the Essential Wrestling Podcast. 
that is tomorrow. Al, any, uh, anything you want to uh, promote for the show? Yeah, we're just gonna have we're gonna have fun. That's what we try to do on this show, Ryan. And, and I know you're a part of it. You are well aware of it. Um, we we just talk. We want to laugh, and have fun. We're gonna talk about Survivor Series. We're gonna hit all the major brands. Uh, we're gonna pick our matches for the upcoming shows of the week. I know we discussed the pre-production for this one. Not a lot of matches booked right now uh, for the upcoming week, but uh, you know a lot going on. You know, we got Leon Ruff. Uh, we got the Who Shot Bravo. I know Swingers got Wrestlers Court tomorrow night. That's gonna be intense. Um. Yeah, we just we just we come come join us and come laugh along with us. That's that's pretty much have some yeah. fun with wrestling. You know, that's what we try to do. Yeah, and the program that the Essential Wrestling Podcast is is doing right now, you could win a Jim the Anvil Nightheart eight and a half by eleven signed photo. That's a rare uh, rare item to have out there, and you have the ability to to get it. All you have to do is go to the i ninety five Sports Network on YouTube, and then you join the channel by clicking subscribe or subscribe uh, use the heart attack and you know hit that notification button and while watching the show comment ewp anvil hashtag ewp anvil and then uh also the black cats they've got their self, themselves an album out right now free cake it's actually comes out november 13th so it's already out you can get it at any of your uh places where you get music spotify apple music YouTube Music, Amazon Music, SoundCloud. Uh, you can read the graphic. And then we also have, on Fridays, the Primetime Rundown with Ian Schreier, Joey Jarzenka, and Rob DeLuca. No show this week because it is Thanksgiving week, but they'll be back next week. Uh, so make sure you catch that. Powered by StreamYard. Anywhere you watch this show, pretty much, you can watch that show. YouTube, Eastern Observer, Facebook. Um, okay, and with that, I want to let you know tomorrow's show uh, we're going to go through the lineups for the rest of the week, whatever they turn out to be. Uh, we'll get news from Raw and whatever breaks in the next 20 hours. And that's it for day one. Al, what would you think? I absolutely loved it. I got my morning cup of joy. I'm ready to tackle the rest of the day, Ryan. I'm, I'm happy for you. Happy to be a part of this. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, move, let's roll. Keep on rolling forward, brother. All right. Show two tomorrow. I have a big cup just in case I get tired.